this this idea was very very creative okay mm -hmm. Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer's age. <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> versus Giancarlo Stan and Aaron Judge home runs. I left out loud when I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe um, that's, that's pretty creative. So, it's funny. The problem is you can't really root for anything as a Mets fan because their age is going to be the same no matter what by the end of the year. Right. <laughs> basically, what it is is it's creating an over under for Judge and Stan. That's all right. it is. Yeah. And that exactly. number is a very good number. Like it's a for reasonable yeah. number. It's. <laughs> It's 79 mm -hmm. because Justin's 40. Scherzer's going to be 39. So we'll say he's 39. 79. Judge and Stanton last year hit 94 home runs, but a part of that was the fact that Aaron Judge hit over 60. Right. Uh, 79 for Judge and Stanton. Now, we're not going to make this bet because you're right. What am I rooting for? You know, yeah, it's, it's a tough one for you. That's their age? Yeah. But, man, I think they're going to be right near that number. I think 79 is a very good – right now, wouldn't you sign for 79 because it means Stanton stayed healthy? Yeah, well, like I said, I'm expecting Judge to be around the 39-40-41 mark. So then, yeah, that would give Stanton 39 home runs. I'd sign for that in a heartbeat. Do I expect it? No, I do not. I do not expect that, so I'm not going to go with that one. And, again, like it's not – I want to bet where I have something to root against on your side. And there's really nothing there for that's true. Scherzer it's just creating an over under. Uh, yeah, this this other one was pretty creative, even though the math doesn't work, which I'll explain in a second. And that is mm -hmm. Yankee hit batsmen <laughs> versus the combined hit batsmen of just Mark Canna and Brandon Nimmo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine I sitting there up. rooting for your guys to get hit by pitches. <laughs> yeah, basically. That'd be it. Like, oh, yeah, Nim Nimmo, Nimmo's rolling around on the floor in agony, and you're like, yeah, I got one. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> Last year, the Yankees were hit by 70 pitches. The Mets were hit by 112, which is absurd. Mm, yeah. If you take Nimmo and Canna and you add up their number, it's 44. So it doesn't really work because the Yankees would have won that by a lot, 70 to 44, those two guys versus the Yankees. But, yeah, I don't think there's a good bat at a hit batsman because who the hell wants to sit there and root for that? And this is one that I think will be impacted by the shift because my theory was always that they pitch these guys inside because they're pitching to the defense. So now without the extreme shifts, we're probably going to see less hit batsmen this year. That's interesting. That's uh, Yeah, it's possible. But I think the Mets – the Mets are definitely going to have less hit batsmen because how could you have more? I mean, they had an all-time year last year. Right. Yeah, so I think, I mean, there's going to be subtle differences to the game we're going to see this year where we're not even going to notice. But that's one I always felt like, you know, because there was, you know, the thing is uh, hit against the shift, hit the opposite way. Like, you can't. They're pitching you inside on purpose so you can pull into the defense. So yep. I do think we're going to see a lot less hit batsmen. But I do not feel comfortable sitting there rooting for my guys to get hit by pitches. How about a tag Feels like bouncing team? Game. A tag team catchers battle of oh, Jose no. Trevino and Kyle Higashioka versus Tomas Nito and Omar Narvaez. Because Trevino's coming off a great year. Higashioka had the big spring training, did nothing else. Mm. Narvaez, who knows? He's had some pretty good offensive years, certainly not last year. And Tomas Nito is just stop it. He's fine defensively. The guy can't hit. Would you want to do a catcher's bet? The Mets had some of the worst production from catchers last year. Yeah. And you know what the Yankees situation is a, a catcher offensively. Would you Not want to do like, like OPS between the two of them? Yeah. What was it? So the Mets OPS amongst catchers last year was 569. Mm -hmm. The Yankee one was obviously better just because Trevino had a good year. Right. Like he naturally brought that number up. Narvaez is intriguing because 
I remember a couple of years ago I had him in fantasy, and he. I, was, th- I mean, I had him first. I loved Narvaez for a couple of years, and that was what year did that, you have him in fan? Oh, you the must first have had year him that in... he was good, <laughs> the first one. Oh, so 2019. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had him, and then Monzo had him, and then you had him. We've all enjoyed some Omar Narvaez. I Everybody's. Everybody's taking their turn with him. Yes. I think Narvaez is one of the more underrated signings of this offseason. I think he's going to be tremendous for you guys. He's clearly, of the four guys we said, the best offensively by a lot. He has shown the most. He has absolutely shown the most offensively. In 2019, I think that was the year you had him in fantasy. Mm -hmm. He had 22 home runs and had an 800 OPS, which is incredibly good. In 2021, the year I had him, not quite as good, but hit 11 home runs, hit 266, had a 743 OPS. This past year, though, he was terrible. He hit 206, 597. I mean, he was basically James McCann. Like, he was a slightly better version of James McCann. So I guess the hope is we've seen that he can do it in 2019 and 2021. You know, even 2018, he was pretty good for Chicago. Yeah, I'd feel good about my chances uh, in a catcher's bet simply because Narvaez has more of a track record than your guys. Yeah, and, you know, with the attrition of catchers, we're both rooting against injury because we've seen these guys go down pretty quickly and pretty fast. That's a tough one. Uh, I got to think about that one because I like Narvaez a lot. Yeah. He could blow this one out early. (laughs) Yeah, I have an edge in that one. Yeah. Uh, Corey H brings up a very simple David Robertson versus Clay Holmes and saves. They are clearly, I think going to be the closer. I know Buck has not announced it, but David Robertson is going to be the closer. Clay Holmes in all likelihood is your closer. And I think, I do think both managers will use them aggressively. So they may not necessarily come into every save situation. We may see them pitch in the eighth inning of a one run game. If the heart of the order is coming up, Clay was unhittable in the first half of last year. Then he had his issues. Robertson, who the hell knows? He was really good last year for Chicago, even for Philadelphia, but he is getting up there in age. They, the Mets need David Robertson to be good. There's no doubt. They're relying on him greatly. What do you think of a Robertson versus Holmes bet? I mean, I think it's great on my end. I think that I think I have a clear advantage in that one because I just don't see the Mets not making a move for a closer at some point. Probably, I mean, I doubt they even wait till the trade deadline. So I'd be shocked if Dave Robertson went the entire season as your closer, even if he was pitching well. I don't think they'd leave him in that spot. Clay Holmes, like you said, he was lights out for the first half last year and, you know, terrible the second half. So I don't really know completely what happened to Clay Holmes, but I have a lot of confidence in him. I think the Yankees need him to be good. I don't think that they're going to be looking to trade for a closer as as readily as the Mets are. I would take the bet. Would you take the bet as a question? I would take it under the guise of saves plus holds because I want to mm. protect against, you know, Robertson, like you said, having a good year, but the Mets trading for, you know, Devin Williams at the trade deadline. Not that that would happen, but you know what I mean? Like Chapman. trading for somebody that's clearly better, even if Robertson's having a good year. And I think Buck showed last year with Diaz, he's not married to just using a guy in the ninth inning. Like, he'll use that guy in the eighth inning. He'll use it based on matchups. So I think we're in a different world with closers where actual saves just they're, – they're treated differently. I think we're seeing that more and more throughout baseball. where The closers almost become like the running back in football where you really don't have any idea who's going to get all of the uh, opportunities every, every night. So I, think, I just think the Yankees are much more dependent on Clay Holmes – and like I said, I think you guys are going to make a deal for a closer. If 
It's a big if. If you guys trade for Otani, I think that's your closer. I think they could be moved for Chapman at some point. But yeah, we could do a combined saves and holds. I mean, these both the both the guys are going to be in the bullpen with prominent roles the entire season, whether it's in the ninth inning, the seventh inning, or the eighth inning. As long as they're healthy, they're all going to be getting big opportunities the rest of the year. But- by the way, you said something, and, I, and I've thought about this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otani as a closer is very appealing. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if he'd want to do it. I don't know if that's something you know in free agency where he's going to say, "No, no, no, I'm a starter. That's mm-hmm. what I do." I know we we just saw him do it in the World Baseball Classic, but we've seen a lot of starters come out of the bullpen in the playoffs before. But I, I would be intrigued by that because I also think it's a way to keep him healthy for a long period right. of time where you're not throwing 160 innings a year and throwing 99 miles an hour, let's say 50 times in a game, but you're doing it, you know, 10 times in a game and you're locking a game down. And based on the new DH Otani rule that they created, you also don't have to manipulate that much. He's your bat in the lineup and Oh yeah. He's happening to pitch the eighth or ninth inning. Yeah. I don't know what his motivations are, whether it's for contract or personal goals or whatever, but, even before last night's save, when the room, you know, there's been rumors about, you know, Cohen and the Mets going after Otani all year. And the thought is, of course, that if the Angels are out of it early in, in, the, in the season, they can be trading Otani. And once Edwin Diaz went down, I said, does it make more sense to have Otani as your third starter or your closer? And I think he makes more sense as, a, as the closer for your team. Yes. For the, no, for the New York Mets right now, 100%. I, I... I wonder if they're going to trade him, and I wonder what that price tag would be. It'd be one of the most expensive rentals maybe in the history of baseball. You'd have to give them your prospect list and basically tell them whatever three you want. Yeah. Yeah, It's going to be that expensive. And that's that's scary because that's for a rental. You know, like the the Astros made a trade for Randy Johnson in 1998, and that trade built the Mariners when you really think Mm -hmm. about it. I know the Mariners never got anyone super out of it, but they got Carlos Guillen, they got Freddie Garcia, they got, I think John Halama was in that trade. Like, they got guys, and it certainly was a big part of what they did. And for the Astros, they had Randy Johnson for a month and a half, and he was great. Yeah, he, was, he pitched great during the regular season. They lost in the divisional series, and it was just a very, very expensive rental. And I, I don't know about Otani. Like, I don't know if the guy wants to pitch in New York. But Well, that's my counter to what you just said is if you want him, I think the only chance you have is to trade for him and hope he falls in love with city right. field, the teammates, right. New York, because I don't think either the Yankees or Mets have any chance of signing him as a free agent unless they trade from first. Cause you remember what it was years ago when we all thought he was coming to yep. the Yankees. Then we found yep. out he had no interest in coming to New York. He wanted to be on the West coast. I think the teams that have the best chance at him are clearly the Dodgers, uh, the Padres, you know, anyone on that side of, of America. But if you're the Yankees and the Mets, that's your only opportunity to get this guy. And yeah. the free agent crop next year is not great. So, Risky. you know, and if you're the Angels, you've got to come back with a with a boatload of players. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. All right, what other ideas you have? Well, let's see. We have to do a Cole versus one of your guys bet, I feel. In what category? Wins, strikeouts, we, ERA? Well, this was always easy because I always knew which pitcher you wanted in previous years. <laughs> I'm not going to mention the man's name, but he is no longer in the Mets. Uh, he's in the great state of Texas. But now I don't know. Like, Which of these guys are you more comfortable with, more excited about? Is it Scherzer? Is it Verlander? Oh, boy. I mean, it's, it's very tough because I don't have, obviously, an emotional attachment to either guy. 
I'm probably more angry with Max Scherzer because he sucked in the biggest moments of right. last year. And he's too different getting, yeah. Including getting booed <laughs> off the mound. I, I would probably say I'm more confident in Justin Verlander to go out and make his starts every five days. You know, last year, the guy pitched. He really mm-hmm. did. You know, for the most part, and I know the Astros were selective towards the end of the season, but he went out and pitched, and Max had a couple of stints on the injured list, and Max has had stints on the injured list over the last few years. I think Garrett Cole's best quality is that he pitches. He goes out there every five days. So if I was putting up anybody up against him, it would probably be Justin Verlander, and they're old teammates, so it's fun. A little Verlander-Cole action. But I don't really have a lot of confidence in any category. I think Cole's going to start more than Justin Verlander. I think the Mets are purposely going to try to give him extra days of rest and maybe skip a start here and there. The Yankees don't do that with Garrett Cole. The guy goes out there and pitches every five days. So I I would make this bet Verlander and Scherzer starts versus total Garrett Cole starts. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I may lose. (laughs) Yeah. I mean – Again, to look at some of the subtle changes that that we may see with you know things having transpired, with Edwin Diaz going down and with the age of these two pitchers and the fact you're not trying to save their arms, would Buck keep these guys in longer? I think that you can make a case for that. I think you could see them staying in an extra inning, trying to put less innings on your bullpen. And Cole is a guy that the Yankees almost have to, not baby, but... They're, they have to save him for October. So I could see them pulling him a little bit earlier. But like you said, he pitches every five days. It's been my biggest defensive Gary Cole. I know he hasn't put up the seasons that some Yankee fans have liked. But if you look at all the guys he's compared to, they've all had major IL stints since he signed with the team. And he's still going out there every five days. So... Maybe I just jinxed myself. Maybe this is the year now that he, he finally has an yeah. IL stint. You know, and we could do wins. We could do innings. Strikeouts, I don't know about because your guys strike out more than he does. I, I would go with this one. I got one. I got one. Complete games. Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole's going to win 200. He's going to throw 200 innings. Like he, yep. does, he did it last year. He's going to do it again. Wins, yeah, I just I think it's such a flawed stat. How about this one? Mm-hmm. Higher ranking in Cy Young voting. Garrett Cole last year finished i think it was uh eighth in the cy young voting ninth in the mm-hmm. cy young voting the year before that he was second right and so he was he was very good verlander obviously won it last year which guy finishes higher in the cy young voting oh jeez so now i gotta what? wait till what november to figure out if i won the stupid bet <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the one negative it'll be week nine of the jet season i gotta wait on mlb network to see where they're cold how about this all right i'll do wins I'll do wins. Uh-huh. Garrett Cole only won 13 games last year. Yep. But I get the better of Scherzer and Verlander. So I get both guys, oh, both wow. old, <laughs> and I get the guy who gives me the biggest number. That seems like a very fair bet to me. Oh, man. So he's got to beat both guys and wins. He's got to beat both guys and wins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's also your hedge in case one of them gets hurt. You know? Well, it's also the. I don't have an emotional attachment to either guy. Like right. they're both on my team. I want them to pitch well, but right. you know, this isn't the Grom where I'm okay. I'm all in. Jake's my guy. In this case, it's I'll take either one of them. One of them stays healthy. One of them gets a bunch of wins. I do. I, I for some reason I have a little bit more confidence in Justin Verlander, and I think it's 
not just because of the year he had last year, didn't win the Cy Young, had a great year, but also I my fresh memory of Max Scherzer. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. Off the map. You're coming off of the memories of last year. That's why you haven't had Verlander hurt you yet. This is why you have more confidence in him. 